0: Welcome to another episode of How I Built This. I'm your host, Charles Schwinn. Today, we have Shirley Anderson. And Shirley Anderson has been on our our, um, show before. But today, she's here for a very, very special reason. Today is October and Shirley turned three. Shirley Consulting turned three, that is. Shirley, welcome. Uh,
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Did did it ever cross your mind that a thousand days went by so fast?
1: Well, you were the one that came and reminded me, Charles, that it was my 1,000 days. Mm -hmm. Uh, To be honest with you, I still feel like I've just started very often. So I think you know, as well as an entrepreneur, that you've always got your head down and you just keep running. Mm. And so I wasn't really aware of the 1,000 days, but yeah, I'm I'm quite... Proud that it's happened, and yeah, it's a big achievement. I think.
0: No, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there, there are plenty of studies that show that a lot of companies don't make it through a thousand days, i.e., three years. So there, I'm sure there's a lot of lot of war stories, and that is what we're trying to find out today a little bit more about those war stories. But let's just rewind back. There must be so many, so many memories of ups and downs, highs and lows. If you, if I had to ask you right now, what uh, what is the fondest memory of out of the thousand days? What would you say?
1: I would definitely say that my fondest memory is realizing how amazing people are. So I think I did mention it in my first podcast to you that as I so that as I started my business, I realized how many people were actually. Just cheering for me and stepped out and introduced me to people that were relevant to helping me grow my business and also went out of their way to create opportunities within their own businesses where they could promote me and show off my expertise, which came from themselves. So for me, that has been the most rewarding thing to realize how good people are. Um, Were, Were you
0: surprised by that? Were you surprised that people actually are willing to help you? Why are you surprised about it?
1: I guess it's not something that you think about every single day. And perhaps we don't notice it every day because we're comfortable. So we don't need people to go out of our way and or out of their way. And when you do step out... The initial feeling is that you feel very alone, like you're going to do this on your own, especially if you're quite a proud person and you're not used to asking for help. I think starting a business, you feel like you should actually be competent and ready to go. And so you feel like maybe you shouldn't have to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And then these people didn't even wait to be asked. You know, They just went out of their own and thought past themselves and were like, cool, let's help surely make this happen. So it's not that I was surprised. I think it was just...
0: Unexpected.
1: Yeah, unexpected. And I think I was in a stage where I was going to be aware of it,
0: mm. you know. And were there any low points that, that stood out?
1: Sure, there's been a lot, but I think the, <laughs> the, 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 probably the biggest thing I've battled with in having my own business is my own anxiety. Um, constantly questioning yourself, am I good enough? Can I really do this? Uh, How am I going to make this sustainable? Um, Have I made the right decision? So depending on where you are in a confidence space, you know, you you go up and down. And there's many moments because, especially in my space, I I work a lot alone. You know, I'm accountable at the end of the day, whether my business thrives or not. So if you're having a little bit of a slower time or you don't action something to the best that you measure yourself, you judge yourself and you are your worst critic.
0: Okay. Does, do you think it had anything to do because you have two kids, two boys, adorable boys and a husband? Do you think that made a difference? So for example, if you are single, do you think you, will, you have, still have those doubts? Do you think that played any role? Because you're a mom, you have to pay for the school fees, you have a husband.
1: I do think that if you have responsibilities, there's an extra pressure on you. I'm not sure if it has to do with being in a relationship and having kids, but any responsibility possibly feel like that. What I would say is that if you are are a single entrepreneur doing this completely on your own, I would probably be more than overwhelmed. So kudos to those entrepreneurs that step out on their own without a partner or a spouse. Support system. To help them, yes. Because Mm. my husband has been amazing. You know, he's the one that I come home to every day and go, oh my word, I said this during a training session and it was so embarrassing or I was asked a question and I couldn't answer it and that was so blind. Mm. But... You know, then he reminds me of my value. Mm. And he's the one that massages my feet after 38 days (laughs) if I've been training back to back. He's the one that does that, you Mm. know, Mm. or makes me a coffee on a Saturday morning because I physically have given everything in me
0: to my learners. I I, I believe that sometimes the, the, the pressure is good because you have to make it work because you have two little boys waiting for you. And whereas if you're a single woman, you know what I can get a job. But the fact is, you're you're you a mother of two, and you have a husband. So that sometimes that that pressure can mount to even more motivation. Do you see it? Do you see it like that?
1: I think that.
0: Like for example, I'm. I, I need to set a good example for my kids about perseverance.
1: Yeah, I think that you've got to understand personally what motivates you. So. You know, we teach it in sales all the time that people work harder to avoid pain Mm -hmm. than generate or, or, you know, to gain pleasure. Mm. So, of course, there is pain in not being able to pay the school fees at the end of the month. There's pain to be able to say, I couldn't contribute towards the mortgage this month or whatever. So, what is important to you in your life and what does it mean to you if You don't achieve those goals. When I started my business, the thing that actually got me going, the pressure that I felt that actually eventually made me go, wow, I'm not going to have this full-time job anymore. I'm going to actually start my own thing, was the reality that I was... Heading towards my mid-30s, I knew that to have a successful business, I would have need to have a 1,000 days under mm. my belt. Mm. Plus, I'd need to have a few extra years on that to grow it even further. So, by the time that was going to happen, I was going to be 40. And I couldn't imagine myself asking myself the question, when I'm 40, but what if I had done it? Mm. And and to be honest with you, that's my pain. Um, for, because I'm, that's what I measured my success on. By the time that I was 40, that's always been kind of a benchmark age for me where I want to go, wow, I'm almost at the middle of my life. What yeah, have like, I like achieved your pet, now? Your
0: petrol tank is half half, half is like halfway now.
1: Yeah, I mean, the reality is we only live sometimes, you know, if we're lucky, to 80. Mm. Um or, I mean, my grandmother lived till she was 96, so maybe I'm, I'm going to do the same. Who knows? But the reality is most of us live till that age. So, if halfway I'm halfway more, there, yeah. that mm-hmm. was my measure and I didn't want to be behind. That was actually my motivation. Okay.
0: So, you come across as a deep thinker. Do you have any… And you do sales training and do you have any favorite word…
1: Do I have a favorite word? I do know that I have a word that I say the most.
0: Which is? Which is
1: not my favorite word, but it is okay. <laughs> you know how everyone has those filler words? Mm-hmm. So some people say um or
0: yeah. Yeah. I the probably day. do quite
1: a lot of those. Mm. But someone told me the other day that I say okay a lot. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fine. Okay. So I don't know if I have a favorite word. Probably, it would have to be positive, right? So, awesome.
0: Awesome. awesome. Is I like good. To, I use what I to use any
1: life. words that aren't just, oh, that's good or that's great. I like use So, awesome. if I'm thinking about what I would say the most mm. to really portray something amazing, mm. it would be awesome. Okay.
0: That's probably what I say the most. So, there's been some talks and interviews that people talk about uh, right place, right time versus hard work, luck versus hard work. So in your view, to in, in order to become successful, how much would you contribute luck in terms of timing, in terms of meeting the right people, in terms of being in the right country, the right location, versus just put your head down and just hard work? Look, how
1: would you, through, you split it? Uh, whew, I, I think the reality is that... You know, everybody has a different type, a, a, a different amount of luck in life. I think I've been quite lucky that I've had the upbringing that I've had. I was educated. I always had food in my stomach. I have a very happy childhood. Mm. From that point of view, there that is luck that a lot of people have. never mm. had. Mm. Mm. So let's be honest. Mm. That that was lucky. Mm. You know, I could have been born to into any other environment, to any other parent. Mm. That that is luck. I think from really being able to go, actually realize that you were lucky, and to go, wow, this is what is available to me. That's where hard work comes in. Because so you going, appreciate it. This, yeah. Mm. So this is how I use my luck. Mm. This is what I want to do with my luck. This is how I want to spread my luck and love to other people. And that is done through hard work. And I think uh, other than hard work, it's also intention. So I think if you've got a good intention, luck follows. Mm -hmm. So if if you have a client and your intention is always to build on their business and help them, luck follows because Mm. they will refer you to another business Uh if you've got another entrepreneur or even a competitor who is looking for help or advice and your intention is to help them and be better Mm. then most probably there's a partnership in store Mm. so I think on top of luck comes hard work but you those two don't work on their own You've okay. got to have good intention as well. All
0: right. So on a, on a lighter side, let's say let's daydream a bit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, let's say if you wake up tomorrow and you can gain one ability of anything, one ability or quality of anything, what would it? What would that be?
1: So, if I've got to be really honest with you, I am one of those people that jump in. So I. In some ways, it works for me because I get, I probably take advantage of a lot of opportunities that other people would be more thoughtful of, but I do think that the ability or being more practiced, I don't think I don't have the ability, but I don't always practice this ability, which is to see something, really reflect, think it through, analyze it, uh, that reflection isn't a very, you know, a quality that I would say unnaturally okay. lean towards. I'm an activist. I'm a pragmatist. I, I like to do things. So if I could think a little bit more and reflect a little bit more, I think that would change uh, a whole lot of how I do things and how those opportunities turn into bigger things. Okay.
0: So did any, so you're talking about you, you're very spur of the moment in other words then. I
1: am quite spur of the moment.
0: Ha, ha, have, yeah. have you gone into trouble in terms of business because of spur of the moment decisions?
1: I have. You, so... Can you share
0: any, well, you don't have to mention the clients. Can you, can, you, can, you, <laughs> can you mention well, what happened?
1: So uh, I was asked pretty early on of my, early on in my 1,000 days. This is probably one of my most embarrassing moments. Where I'm quite well known for speaking in big settings Mm -hmm. and and facilitating Mm -hmm. sessions and workshops, which I'm very good at. So Mm. I can facilitate a whole hall of people of a group of a thousand if you want to, if it is facilitation. But earlier on in my career, one of these amazing people popped up and went, wow, this is a really great opportunity for for you to get your name out there. Why don't you come and speak at this Women's Day event? And I thought, yeah, sure, I can be a speaker. Mm -hmm. And I prepared my speech and off I went. And as I sat there waiting for my turn to speak, watching the other speakers, I realized... (laughs) I'm not a speaker. I'm a facilitator. Mm-hmm. And in all honesty, my, my speech was pretty shocking. Like, um, like you
0: bombed? Or
1: yeah, I was, it was a bomb. Um, why, why did you no, forget? People did, were really nice ab- did about you forget, it
0: afterwards. Did you forget something that you wanted to say? Or why, why do you say it bombed?
1: Um, I was really nervous. I skipped a few things that I wanted to say. So the link wasn't, you know, really there in terms of my story and the message. Um, yeah, I mean, it just, I mean, I was clearly nervous. Uh, Not that that's always a bad thing, but it was in this case. I wasn't my best self. Mm -hmm. And afterwards I did cry. Oh my gosh, I've killed my career. But um, everyone was obviously very nice Mm -hmm. about it and Mm -hmm. very polite. And, um, you know, they said, Oh, it was really great. We didn't even notice it. But I did. Mm. I definitely noticed it. So, you know, I I was chatting to you earlier about you always measuring yourself. So, according to my measure, it wasn't great. But I did learn a lot from it. I have since practiced speaking mm-hmm. for to take advantage of those opportunities so mm-hmm. it didn't kill me it didn't mm-hmm. break me I learned a lot around sure what is my trigger what makes me nervous in that situation how would I prepare better in the future uh, I've went and I watched you speak and I co-facilitated mm-hmm. um, a session with you um, after you did a speech so I did what I was good at while I watched you do what you were good at and I think ultimately it's broken I mean, it's built me mm. rather than broken me. Um, yeah. And in saying that, you know, I said that I facilitate quite a lot. There was actually a time in my life where I got so nervous at school, doing school orals and also at varsity, doing presentations and that kind of stuff, where people will be surprised that I I'd, I'd facilitate such large group sessions mm. now. Mm. And when I became a facilitator in my early career, facilitation wasn't natural to me either. Mm. So while I have gotten myself in a few pickles by Mm. just jumping in, I think it's also a virtue at the end of the day where, you know, a lot of people never try. So it kind of works for me and then it works against me as well. Awesome. Yeah, it just depends. <laughs>
0: well, thank, Shirley, thank you so much for your time. And here's to the next thousand days. And if people want to follow you on social media or if they want to get hold of you, where is the best platform?
1: So my website is www.shirley-anderson.co.za. They can get me on Facebook LinkedIn is also a good place to get me at. Just search Instagram. for Shirley Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and I also have an Instagram account. account. Also Shirley Anderson.
0: <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Shirley. And uh, listeners, if you enjoyed that podcast, please remember to share. Till next time. Goodbye.